Welcome to the show. On December 21st, 2023, the Washington Post ran a story with the headline, Colon Cancer is Rising in Young Americans. It's Not Clear Why. Let me be clear. That claim is just more of the establishment's flim-flam that has made the U.S. population the sickest people in all of human history. I'm going to straighten that out for you right now. The Dr. Reality Vodcast with Dave Champion. Let's start with this. I'm the author of Body Science, a groundbreaking book on human physiology that gives people the knowledge to avoid a long list of diseases, including colorectal cancer. And if you're unaware, colorectal cancer is the second most deadly form of cancer. When we consider the deadly nature of colon cancer, the fact that cases are increasing and colon cancer is striking people at younger ages than ever before, why is the establishment lying to you? The reason is that the lies the establishment has been telling you for 40 years are the reason the number of colon cancer cases have been steadily growing. Let me share some statistics with you. The very first medical paper on colorectal cancer was published in 1913. However, the family being followed for that research had a genetic condition later given the name Lynch syndrome. In other words, for most of U.S. history and well into the 20th century, colorectal cancer unrelated to genetic predisposition was virtually unknown. A study published in September 2022 provided the following numbers. For rectal and rectal sigmoid cancer, in the age group of 20 to 34 years, there was a 34.7% increase in cases from 2001 to 2011, with a projected increase of 52.1 from 2022 to 2030. In the age group of 35 to 49 years, a similar trend was observed, reaching a 37.2% increase from 2001 to 2011, with an estimated increase of more than 56% for the period of 2022 to 2030. A 36% increase over a decade with another 56% increase expected in the following eight years. The following statement is from a 2020 meta-analysis published on NIH's website, quote, the growing proportion of obese children and adolescents and the increasing proportion of young and obese patients with colorectal cancer suggests an association between metabolic dysfunction and carcinogenesis. That brings to mind the old expression, no shit, Sherlock. Yet colorectal cancer is not exclusively the result of metabolic dysfunction. There are other factors in play. Before I get into that, let me clear up some establishment propaganda. Colorectal cancer has nothing to do with eating red meat or processed meats. That nonsense is just part of the establishment's anti-meat agenda, which is 100% political having nothing to do with science. If we focus on science, what is the cause of the distressing increase in colorectal cancer? As mentioned a moment ago, one cause is metabolic dysfunction, which we'll circle back to shortly. Let me read a bit to you from body science. Quote, researchers have known since the mid-1970s that high consumption of polyunsaturated fats in the form of vegetable oil increase the odds of getting colon cancer 300% and all other forms of cancer by 200%. 
I put vegetable oil in quotation marks because it isn't vegetable oil. What is dishonestly pitched to you as vegetable oil is actually industrially processed oil from nuts, seeds, and grains. The extraction of oil from nuts, seeds, and grains only became possible via the industrial technology at the turn of the 20th century. If the trajectory of increase in colon and rectal cancer observed from 1975 to 2010 remains constant moving forward, Researchers at the University of Texas MD Anderson Cancer Center tell us to expect a 90% increase in colon cancer in people ages 20 to 34 and a 124% increase in rectal cancer by 2030. Close quote. If you've been following me, you know the claim made since the early 1960s that saturated fat causes heart disease was and remains a blatant lie. Using myself as an example of the physiological truth, I'm 64 years old, I eat roughly 230 grams of dietary fat every day and have for years, and since I eat carnivore style, much of my dietary fat is saturated fat. To put my 230 grams a day into context of current recommended levels of saturated fat, the UK National Health Service recommends no more than 20 grams a day. Given my daily calorie intake, the American Heart Association would have me eat no more than 18 grams. Harvard T.H. Chan School of Public Health, more commonly known simply as Harvard Health, recommends I eat no more than 30 grams. I should mention that if you want to get heart disease and die decades earlier than otherwise would be the case, all you need do is follow the advice of the American Heart Association or Harvard Health. Both are nothing but mouthpieces for big med and big pharma, which of course only reap billions of dollars in annual revenue if you're sick. So what happens if you ignore the advice of those establishment shills and consume 230 grams of fat a day, as do I? One good indicator is to have a coronary artery calcium scan, CAC for short. What was my recent CAC score? It was a big fat zero. In short, I don't have coronary artery disease. If the establishment narrative was true, it would be impossible for me to eat 230 grams a day of dietary fat from animal sources for years and not have heart disease. But I don't have heart disease. And neither do other carnivores. Why? Because the establishment narrative is a lie. Millions of people eating carnivore style for years without ever getting heart disease is incontrovertible evidence. The saturated fat narrative is and always has been false. Before I continue, please take a moment to subscribe and hit the like button. When you do that, the platform will show this video to more people. Thank you for helping spread the truth. Since roughly the 1970s, the establishment, which in this matter includes the U.S. government, the medical industry, the processed food industry, and the media, has been inundating the American people with a saturated fat lie. Part of that propaganda was telling you that to avoid heart disease, you needed to switch from consuming saturated fat to consuming vegetable oil, which, as you just heard, is oil extracted from nuts, seeds, and grains. Nuts, seed, and grain oils are not saturated fat. They are overwhelmingly unsaturated fat. And what did you learn just a moment ago when I read from Body Science? Right, that researchers have known since the mid-70s that high consumption of polyunsaturated fats increased the odds of getting colon cancer 300% and all other forms of cancer by 200%. Stated more pointedly, while researchers 
already knew polyunsaturated fats dramatically increase the incidence of colon cancer and other forms of cancer. The establishment has spent billions of dollars telling you that consuming a substance known to promote cancer was the way for you to remain healthy. Some nutritional researchers are now making the argument that most chronic diseases we've attributed to things like sugar and high glycemic carbs are actually caused by high consumption levels of nut, seed, and grain oil, which significantly increases a person's level of omega-6 fatty acids. In short, these researchers believe consumption of nuts, seeds, and grain oil is the true underlying cause of the metabolic dysfunction that then leads to a long list of chronic diseases, including obesity, heart disease, and type 2 diabetes. But the issue isn't just the nuts, seed, and grain oils people buy from the grocery store. The processed food industry uses the commercial version of the same polyunsaturated oils in virtually everything they make. So... How can the establishment now tell you the truth? If they did, it would sound something like this. We've spent billions of dollars on propaganda to brainwash you into believing those fake vegetable oils are healthy. And for several decades now, the commercial version of those fake oils have permeated nearly every factory-produced food item you consume. The lies we told you and the substance we put in nearly all of the food you've consumed over the years is why so many of you are getting colorectal cancer. Despite that being the truth of the matter, you'll never hear them admit it. In Body Science, I have a section dedicated to what science tells us about cancer in general, not just colorectal cancer. Although the establishment propaganda about cancers other than colorectal isn't focused on polyunsaturated fats, the brainwashing is equally as egregious. Today, the public believes that various foods are essential for good health, when in fact your body's physiological response to those foods produces the substances that promote the activation of cancer in your body. It is so simple to not ever get diseases such as hypertension, insulin resistance, type 2 diabetes, metabolic disease, cancer, Alzheimer's, obesity, and heart disease. But that requires you to be willing to entertain the possibility that 40 or 50 years of establishment propaganda has you believing things that will make you sick are actually healthy for you. If you're open to entertaining that possibility, the next step is to read Body Science. Once you read Body Science, it's game over for the false establishment narratives you thought were factual. There's a reason Body Science has never gotten anything less than a five-star rating. It's because readers see the facts, data, and evidence, which completely changes what they perceive as healthy. If they put what they've learned into action, then they won't get the diseases just mentioned, including colorectal cancer. You can get Body Science at drreality.news, drreality.news, while you're there. Consider picking up a copy of Income Tax Shattering the Myths, the best-selling book in America that lays out the incontrovertible proof that Congress has never imposed the income tax on ordinary working Americans like you. I'm going to do something I rarely do, which is tell you right now exactly upon whom the income tax has been imposed. Congress has imposed the income tax on three what the law calls classes of persons. The three classes upon whom the tax has been imposed are these. Number one, non-resident aliens with U.S. source income. 
Two, foreign corporations with U.S. source income. And three, U.S. citizens residing abroad with foreign earned income. That's it. No one else. Despite the fact that I haven't filed or paid income tax in 30 years, wrote the best-selling book on this subject, and speak about it nationally, lots of people think I'm a kook because the government says everyone owes it. Think about that premise for a minute. Those who have been following me for years know I am fastidious about being factual with you. But somehow, the U.S. government, that lies constantly, is suddenly telling the truth on this one issue. I'd say the person who thinks like that is the real kook. And keep in mind, I would consider it unethical to tell you the income tax doesn't apply to ordinary working Americans if I can't back it up with indisputable evidence, which is exactly what I do in income tax shattering the myths. But let's take me out of the loop. A buddy recently asked an AI chatbot for statutes, regulations, and treasury decisions pertaining to non-resident aliens owing income tax. The AI cited a number of statutes, regulations, and treasury decisions. My buddy then asked the AI for the statutes, regs, and treasury decisions pertaining to U.S. citizens earning domestic income within a state of the union. To that request, the AI was unable to provide a single statute, regulation, or treasury decision. Zero. Zip. Nada. If an AI can't find a single statute, reg, or treasury decision saying you owe income tax on the fruits of your labor, maybe you should be reading Income Tax Shattering the Myths. About six months ago, a longtime friend asked an AI chatbot questions about the income tax in plain English. In other words, he didn't ask for statutes, regs, or treasury decisions. He simply asked questions such as, do U.S. citizens owe income tax on their domestic earnings? The AI responded with traditional establishment answers such as that U.S. citizens owe income tax on their taxable income. My friend then gave the AI a number of points of law from income tax shattering the myths. In response, the AI said it was sorry its original response had been inaccurate and then stated there appears to be no law requiring an American earning his or her domestic income in a state of the union to file a return or pay income tax. So what changed the AI's position? At first, the AI was simply regurgitating the establishment narrative that's so prevalent on the internet. That's analogous to the average American believing the government's income tax propaganda. Then, after the AI was shown what the law says, it did a 180 on the subject. That's exactly what readers of income tax shattering the myths experience. When they open the cover to read it, they have the false narrative in their head. By the time they complete the book, they know with absolute certainty that Congress has never imposed the income tax on them. Whether it's an AI or the human brain, the false establishment narrative cannot survive income tax shattering the myths. I'm proud of that because you deserve the truth. You also deserve to keep 100% of your earnings for the rest of your life. Once you know the truth of the income tax, you can decide what you want to do about it. Again, I'm proud that income tax shattering the myths allows you to safely walk away from the scam. Right now, and for a limited time, if you buy Body Science and Income Tax Shattering the Mist 
together in the two-book bundle, you get 15% off income tax shattering the mess, and I'll pay the shipping on your order, which almost cuts the cost of body science in half. This offer will only be good for a few weeks, sort of a post-Christmas offering, so don't delay. Place your order using the coupon code FREEBIE. I'll put the link and the code down in the notes. Also, by purchasing Body Science and Income Tax Shattering the Mist, you help me to continue to be here to get the truth out. Please, share this presentation with as many people as you can. Thanks for being here. Take care.